Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever and whenever you may be watching us in this great wide world brought together by the internet. Last few guys do a podcast are here hanging out at our studio, better known as Leon's Kitchen. I'm John Morgo with uh, Daniel Bolton and Leon Brown. We're talking sports. We're talking about everything that's going on here in the past week. NBA playoffs are in full stride. Denver just held off Golden State, at the, picked up the first win in that series. Game four between the Hawks and the Miami Heat. That's going to start probably about 20 minutes from right now, so we'll be listening in on that, catching up on that as we go along. Hawks with a big win on Friday night, trying to change the tempo of that series. Leon had it as a gentleman sweep, five games. Right now they're right on track for that. Clint Capella's coming back in Game 4. He'll be playing, and uh, he didn't play in Game 3. Trey Young, again, brought it in his brought it under himself to win the ball game and that's exactly what happened for the atlanta hawks and uh daniel does this do you uh does it change the way you feel about this series a little bit but again with with clint capella coming back and and the hawks winning game three they needed that win they needed that floater by trey young right it makes a huge difference because the Hawks are starting to get healthy, but Miami's trending in a bad direction because they're going to be missing Kyle Lowry. Right. And they need that veteran leadership because Lowry has won an NBA championship before with Toronto. So they need that veteran leadership on the floor. Does it change it? I, I, I really can't say. I, I think tonight is a very, very important game for really both teams because if Atlanta gets back in this series, that means they have a lot of confidence level going back to Miami. And as an eight seed that has nothing to lose, we've seen the Hawks like this before. Yeah. They're capable of beating the one. You know, mm-hmm. they did it last year with Philadelphia, right? Yep. In seven games. So they're capable of getting a road game. For Miami, Miami has to go in there and, and, and win this game in game four. And then take it back to Miami, uh, to, uh, Miami and win the series. And, and that's the only way. Game four is will tell the tide of the series, I believe. It'll either be 2-2 or 3-1, and Miami can easily get that third game. They have three games to get it. They can easily, easily do it. And Atlanta, they're going to have to win in Miami eventually. It's the only way they can win the series is to win one in Miami. So they got to win one to get there and then get that game and then hopefully try to make it uh, close out the heat. Well, um, my gentleman's sweep, prediction is in danger because that win that Atlanta pulled out was just extraordinary. I didn't think they had a chance, I'll be honest with you. You know, no. I was Yeah, they got blown out game one. Good, and yeah, they're a one seed. Yeah, they one of the better teams in the NBA. Especially with no click capella. Right. That's why I was like that was really my wild card, but then he's going he's coming back next next game, is that right? He's yeah, he's yeah, back yeah, tonight. Yeah. And that's gonna help well, with that Bam Abibio thing that's going on in the key, it's going to happen. I think Clicker Pellas, I think he's anxious. Um, I'm looking for more of a I'm, – I'm looking for more of a John Collins contribution. Next game, that's going to kind of like, you know, that's, that's going to make things a little easier for him with Clicker Pellas being in. He's a, he's, Clicker Pellas, it's safe to say, is Atlanta's defensive anchor. So that can help make things interesting and kind of blow my prediction out the window. <laughs> because if the Hawks got that W, that was a, which was a huge W, by the way, yep. without Click Capella. What and are they going to do with him? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that could end. If we've seen how when things get a little hot in the pot 
for the Heat. You know they're capable of arguing on the, on, on the sidelines. Right. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Butler threatening to beat up Eric Spoelstra. Eric Spoelstra having a little epitome like, hey, I'm a grown man too. I'm going to throw the clipboard at you. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. Um, but – Yeah, they haven't even brought too much of that up. Right there. You know, playoff teams, playoff caliber teams do that. They're right. Tired of, they're tired of each other, and they're tired of 82 games. Right. They have to play in the regular season. They're ready to play meaningful playoff games. So everybody's agitated. You know what I'm saying? So that's what. That's why I, I wasn't so concerned about the fight. I thought it was hilarious. And then I said to myself, you know, Miami might go to the finals behind this. Right. Because like, yeah. a lot of people don't understand in, in team ball. I coached a little bit, so and I used to watch players just go at it with each other. I'm like, man, they're ready to hit somebody else and not each other. That's what time is. Yeah, they're, that that represents account. They they do hold each other accountable. Coaching is holding the players accountable, and the players are holding coaching accountable. Mm-hmm. And if we look at accountability, represents you know growth, mental toughness. And, you know, they could possibly, you know, even though Miami's going to have a heck of a time in the East, the East is no slouch. Um, I did not pick Miami to represent the East in the, in, in the I'm not picking Miami to represent the East in the, in the NBA Finals because of their lack of a superstar. I think they have, I think Jimmy Butler's a very good player. I believe he's an all-star. You don't think he's a superstar yet? Not. This is where he, pro- if he is one, this is where he. He's going to prove it. He's going to prove this. He's going to prove this one. You know, even yeah. even though they were in the they were in the, um, in the finals in the bubble, but it's just Jimmy Butler. He's you know when I think of a superstar, I think of someone who's consistent on a regular basis, and Jimmy Butler just he he he's the, he's that guy because he is the glue that almost helped get Philly over the hump a couple years ago. And his first year in Miami, they have got reached the finals, but he's, in my opinion, he's not quite there yet. But Jimmy Butler is a problem. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, can, I can see that point. I, I think that for him to reach superstardom, I, I think that getting the heat out of the East, but, for, but better yet, winning a championship, because he's gotten the heat out of the East before. Mm-hmm. So... Him winning. Would Jamal? Would you consider Jamal Murray to be elite point guard? Like the Murray, Murray's injuries, injury prone, has hindered him. He hasn't been in the lineup. It's just been Jokic, right? In in the postseason, and as you saw, Denver uh, uh, escaped the sweep today from Golden State. Uh, And I want to make a correction earlier. Uh, I did say that, uh, well, before we got on, I did say that there will be no sweeps uh, left, but there is one sweep that could happen, and I think it's going to happen. might be tomorrow night or Tuesday night. I don't know when they play, but that Brooklyn series. Oh, yeah. They're getting swept. Yeah. Has, has Kevin Durant been figured out? Yes. Whew. But here's the thing. When we talk about this series, and we mentioned LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. These two guys, I don't think their legacies are tarnished, but when you look at the all-time list, they fall. They're going to fall a little bit, 
LeBron to me falls to four. Okay. Michael, Kareem, Magic, LeBron. He falls. Durant falls out the top ten. <laughs> Durant might Durant may fall out the top fifteen. You know, Durant lost all his pimp status. Yes. After this. The Celtics pumped him. <laughs> they, they seriously did, man. They they look like the Broad Street bullies. <laughs> That's what they look like. And they're in Boston, not Philadelphia. Right. They're in Boston. They're just kick they're just be, they're just beating them up. They're beating him up. And there's nothing he can do about it. And there's nothing that can be done. This is perhaps and I said this on uh, as we, you know, we do our little sports banner before we get on. This is the worst experiment in NBA history. You had at one point you had James Harden, you had Kyrie Irving, you had Kevin Durant. You had right. three lethal assassins. Uh oh, Leon I'm about to say something. But you had three lethal assassins, and yet the best finish that you can give me is an Eastern Conference semifinal. Where you lost now you lost because your foot was on the tiptoe to Milwaukee last year who eventually won the title from you. But you can honestly say that that was Milwaukee's turn. It was Milwaukee's turn that year, right? Yes. Because Milwaukee had been the team that everybody had been just going past, and they had been the number one seed and all of that stuff. So it was finally their turn. But when you have superstar caliber teams like this, this is a failed experiment. And do I blame, do I give 100% blame to Durant? No, I don't. Uh, it also shows that Steve Nash is just, he's just not it right now. He's not it. He's a name. He's a superstar that, that came in and they hired him. And they hired him over some guys who were qualified to do this. It's a failed experiment to me. Uh, until they can at least get to a conference final. This is the worst I've seen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I would. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just say that you can be a little more right. <laughs> I feel that the most disappointing big three that we've ever seen was my team. Am I saying this? For, am, am I a scorned? Am I? Am I a scorned girlfriend? Scorned fan, which is just as worse. Uh, possibly. Yes. But at least Denver. I mean, at least Brooklyn made the playoffs. My team didn't even make the play-in tournament. And we, I believe, I just found out that Brooklyn was actually favored to win the finals. But guess who was number two favorite to win the finals? Lakers. Lakers. Yes. Yeah. That, it, you're right. It should have been the Lakers and, and, and Brooklyn. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Because I see where you're coming from. That's probably. Right. And, you know. I, I think I think the first person to mention this was Matthew Johnson. Matt Johnson, like, this is probably, if they don't make, they, I mean, we didn't even make the playing tournament. Yeah. You know, this is now you're, you're actually saying that LeBron is like number four now. I mean, this that that was so bad that LeBron at age fifty three, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying <laughs> legacy has been tarnished. Despite a lot, of, despite uh, despite all that he's done in the league. People are looking at him like, dang, man, you couldn't get your team to the play-in tournament? It's it's safe to say that they created the play-in tournament so the Lakers won't, make the, won't, won't miss the playoffs last year. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll increase it to 10. Hopefully the Lakers will sneak in. And you couldn't even do that. And, couldn't couldn't even, <laughs> and this year they couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. You got validated 
and verified and dilapidated and petrified. (laughs) You know, so it's like if anybody could possibly. So then, you know, the Lakers laid laid such a huge stinker. Brooklyn's like, hey, we might be able to top you. (laughs) (laughs) But at least Brooklyn gets in the tournament. Because we're going to get swept. By the Celtics, yes. By the Celtics. We got one in, though. Oh, man. We beat Cleveland. Right. We got one in, and we got in there. Yes. We got in there. I'm going to say something about LeBron and, and, and the experiment. Yes, I, I do agree with you to a certain extent. But here's the issue. Did everybody really think that the Russell Westbrook experiment being with that group was going to work. I did. I still got a little faith next year. They're talking about running it back. I'm like, what? And, 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 and like, they're talking about, and, and like, and like an, an, an insanity patient, I'm sitting there like, you know, if Anthony, if Anthony Davis comes back healthy, if he comes back AD, because we don't want, this guy who came back this year was Anthony Davis. I don't want that. We need AD. Yeah. That's what, that's what we got. You know, this 22.9 points per game, you know, he he's he wasn't even all star this year. He didn't even play like all star. He played like a really good player. And we we don't need that. In order for the Lakers to take it to the next level, you know, it's going to have to be AD that's there. And I, I, the the Westbrook, you know, he has forty seven million reasons why he needs why why he's going to opt in next year, which then is going to lead us to possibly getting rid of him by the trade deadline. And it's just a lot going on. It's just, it's, just, it's just a lot going on. And, you know, LeBron James, a lot of people talk about LeBron James' legacy. You know, he was actually stat-shamed into not winning the all, into not becoming the oldest player ever to win a scoring title. He could have won it. Mm-hmm. I think he should have won it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he, he, he set out because he let the media get in his head not to make history. Second real fast, Daniel. Is was actually on the team that was actually a part of three uh, horrible of 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 another horrible big three experiment when it was Carmelo, Paul George, and him. Mm -hmm. And he's actually become a head on Donovan Donovan Mitchell's uh, Donovan. I mean Donovan Mitchell's. He was Donovan Mitchell's first playoff victory. That, that was a that, that was a heck of initiation into superstardom for Donovan Mitchell. Like, yeah, this rookie <laughs> beat Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and this is the year that Paul George actually was an MVP candidate. And Carmelo Anthony, they said that's actually the worst big three ever until Westbrook came to the Lakers with LeBron and AD. They became the arguably 
arguably the worst big three experiment because it's between them and Brooklyn now. So. Yeah, yeah. So with LeBron, see, what you have to compare this to, you can actually be fair and compare it to Kareem. Wasn't Kareem a part of a big three with the Lakers? Yeah. And, and I mean, he had about a couple of them that him and Irvin was yeah. playing with. Michael Cooper, you could have put in that mix. But the most notable one is James Worthy. Yeah. When they drafted James Worthy, it was all fun and go. Right. Mm-hmm. Even at 36, 37 years old, Kareem was still, Kareem took a step back and understood this, and, you know, and understood it, but he was still getting his point. Magic. Like LeBron is. But guess what? They only let the Celtics beat them in the finals. And that was only really once. Yeah. So that was it. They always got to the playoffs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They were always at least a, a two or a three. Yeah, we lost. We, 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 lo- we lost the big one. We lost the big one. Right. Besides the Celtics, that 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 Isaiah team. And that Isaiah team. That's what that's what just broke everything up. Yeah. Yeah. After eighty nine. Yeah. That that actually ended the dynasty. That actually ended Kareem's career. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. decided to retire. So that eighty eight. Yeah. That that eighty nine win by the Pistons. That sweep. That put them. And then we got back to the finals in 1990, but we couldn't win with we, – we've never won with um, – Magic has never won without Kareem. Well, yeah, Magic has never won without Kareem. And that was 91 with the Bulls. Yeah. The Bulls' first uh, first of two three-peats. So, yeah, when, when you look at all of that and, – and listen, I'm not taking away the spectacular season LeBron had. And it's like I said last week, everybody's to blame for all of that mess, that that, that – Thing that late that the Lakers went through, with the exception of LeBron James, the player. Yeah, because he he didn't leave. LeBron left nothing on the floor. Right. But back to back to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to unpack here. It first, is. first, you know, um, if Golden State makes it to the finals, which I think, you know, I, I picked the Memphis Grizzlies, but I have a, I'm gonna, I got a lot. To, it's a lot to unpack with them too. Um. If Golden State makes it to the finals, that's going to make Kevin Durant look even worse. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, yes. I, I was thinking about that the other day. If, it, it really is. If Philly makes it to the finals, that's going to make Kevin Durant look even worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make James Harden look like a genius. Forget now. Do want that? Man, it could very well happen because if, um, if Brooklyn – Guess um, if Brooklyn doesn't make if Brooklyn doesn't make it out of this um, out of this series alive, which they have a puncher's chance on doing, just a puncher's. Well, they have about as much chance as that guy on the uh, air on the airline did against Mike Tyson. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They uh, and and people are saying, well, Ben Simmons come back for Game Four. No, he's not. He's not coming back. He's he's ruled out for Game Four. Yes, he is. Which which only goes to show you don't you don't tr- you don't if you if you're riding on Ben Simmons you've got a lot wrong with you. Then why is he coming back? It's game four. At game right. four, it, were you okay for the playing game? That's all I want to know. He's not even game shape. <laughs> Let alone playoff shape. He's not. He's in. Is he mentally there? No. We already hasn't. No, he hasn't. He hasn't mentally been there for a while. So essentially, Ben Simmons is right. Is you know he's right back at square one. He is unproven. Yeah. So now we gotta look at you know who's a big you know who's a big cause for 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 the Brooklyn debacle. The 
front office. The front office. Yeah. Whose mm-hmm. idea was it to hire Steve Nash? Because now it's going to come down to coaching. Just it was, G, it was the GM who was, they actually happened to be good friends. I think they played with each other and all of Oh, okay. Okay, so he believed that. Okay, I got Kevin Durant. I got Kyrie Irving. I got, I'm going to trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, I got like, to show Why? <laughs> yeah, let those three do it and, you know. I could just Steve Curry. Yeah. Man, it, it, this requires coaching. For example, you know what's going to require coaching to get out of the situation? Memphis and Minnesota. I agree with that. That's mm-hmm. all. The, the teams are pretty much, you know, a lot of people are looking at John Morant, right? Mm-hmm. That series is not about John Morant, in my opinion. It's not. It's about He was in Minnesota for about 13 years. 12, 13 years before he went to Boston. And, and when that big three got together. They did big things. They did big things. Because they understood the assignment, right? The Absolutely. Like Absolutely. <laughs> they, they understood the assignment. Pierce was the guy. Garnett's the defensive force. Ray Allen, I need you for the three. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett, former league MVP, mm-hmm. always put together solid 2010 seasons. Mm-hmm. Never made out the first round. Never made out the first round. That was one of the big reasons why I had to leave. Carthony Towns, you know, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a team that is just watching that series right now, and that's the Lakers. Like, what does the Lakers have to do with this? They're, they're not even in the playoffs. Well, the Lakers want to be in the playoffs next exactly. year. Exactly. And we will, if, say, for example, if the if the Minnesota Timberwolves make another early exit out the playoffs, which are, they, I don't know if they will or not. It's all about how, how well coaching is going to work out. Um, I'm pretty sure the Lakers will be on the phone with that, man. Like, hey, do you like the weather in Minnesota compared <laughs> to L.A.? But then again, if Minnesota does not make out the first round and Carantine Towns has another no-show, we're probably going to not make that phone call. John Leon, what game was that where Towns took up four shots and had five fouls? <laughs> that was the last game. That was the last game? That was the last game. Not, 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 not the win, not the so win they just – 33 in game four. Right, because they made him they, – they included him more in the offense, but the game that they just lost – That, was, that game, was also the game where they were down – where they were up 26, right? Twice. Twice. Yeah. Never in NBA history have you seen that. So, and and then he had a post-game rant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a post-game rant where he said, next question. Yes. Right. You know, that kind of bothered, that, that bothered a lot of the old NBA heads, you know. Uh, <laughs> here's my thing about Carl Anthony Towns. Own up to it, bro. Mm-hmm. Own up to it, man. And, and that's what makes – Superstars, man, you have to own up to that. And I'm glad that he came back with that 33 point effort because I saw that game and he was ferocious. He looked angry. Yeah. Which I, which I'm happy about. I'm glad he, I'm glad he was that way. But man, you, you have to, you have to do better than what you did before. Yeah. If you're the leader of a team, they're gonna look at you and say, why did you give up a 26 point lead in the playoffs? He could easily say, I didn't get no touches. They didn't let, you know, they, they, they went Anthony Edwards or, and, you know, the guards. The coach is a lot to blame, too. Yeah, the coach, the coach has to call the timeout. Mm-hmm. On a 21-0 run. My goodness. You can't let a young team figure that out. No. I'm sorry. They, yeah, you got to get in there. Yeah, the, the only experienced guy on that team is Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And that, that's, that's not saying too much. I mean, I like Pat Bev. But at the same time, he, he's not really your he, – he shouldn't be your anchor on any – you know, he might be your emotional anchor, just like Draymond Green, the emotional anchor of the of the Golden State Warriors. Sure. 
But as far as production is concerned, that should be crying to the towns. And I know that after that loss, people can look at the players like, man, how'd you guys give a blow a 20, uh, two 20 point lead, two 20 plus point leads, you know, and pretty much Memphis won the game twice that game. But at the same time, you got to look at coaching. I know the, the front office looking at the coaching like, bro, why, why do we hire you if you're not taking, if you're not making, the players can't call timeout. Right. That's, that's up to the coach to do. And it's like, were you just so caught up in the game that you just didn't call timeout? You know, but that game is what led me to believe that Minnesota could possibly win this game, could actually win this series. Because that's a nice, you know, if this right here was during the regular season, in which Memphis has pretty much, you know, that's how they got my confidence. The fact that they've had such a successful regular season, especially without a superstar. But in a seven-game series where a team has you up twice and your superstar has seven turnovers in the fourth quarter, that leads me to believe that the team that blew that lead twice could just watch tape, coaching staff do some homework, and they can come back and win the game and possibly win the series. And one of the big tweets they made was the fact that the offense was not running through quarantine towns and hence resulted in a very embarrassing loss. But all they have to do is include this man in the offense, make sure he gets those touches, i.e. 33 points this time around, which results in W. I think potentially that the Minnesota Timberwolves can and will upset the first seed. And – the second seed, excuse me, because the Golden State Warriors are the first seed. No, no, Phoenix is the first seed. Who's actually, sorry about that. I forgot about the Suns because Devin Booker, because with that Devin Booker hamstring injury, I don't think the Suns going to make out the first round. Oh, yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. They have 3-1? No, they have 2-1. 2 one. Two one. That's a lot of serious left. Game four tonight. Game four tonight. They'll make it out. It's that second round series that would, and even though it's against either if it's against Dallas and they don't have him, because Jalen Bronson over there in Dallas stepped up for Luka Doncic, and I don't trust Utah. I, I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. They, they've had a great spot. Quinn Snyder's had a great run. They're gonna blow it up. They might have to because it, the last three or four seasons we've seen what Utah can do, and they can't get to the conference. They just It's just somebody that stops them. They were the number one seed. They had the best record in the NBA last year and was out by the Clippers. So it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to say that I trust Utah. Uh, I trust Dallas a little bit more to, to knock off Phoenix, but I think Phoenix still rose to the conference finals. Now, if it comes to taking on either Golden State or even Memphis, that's a problem. Yes. That's a big problem. Golden State, and going back to your prediction, might be the team to beat, even though they lost today. But that was just good basketball and good desperation basketball played by Denver. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win game five. Golden State's going back home. They're going to win that game. The same reason why Denver is not going to beat Golden State is the same reason why I believe that Phoenix is not going to make it out the first round. So you think the Pelicans? I, I, it could be I, huge. I don't think – Anything and that will seal. Brandon Ingram is is us is a special talent, and they're doing it with a first year head coach in Willie Green. They were one in twelve to start the season, and Zion Williamson weighs over three hundred pounds. <laughs> now I was going to get to that next. If 
the Pelicans, and I know this sounds weird, you guys, to say the Pelicans actually won a series in the playoffs. I mean, this team was dead in the water. You know, no no Zion Williamson. If the Pelicans can make it out of this, this, this round, which I don't see any reason why they, they – I mean, now, if you would have asked me this last week when Devin Booker was healthy, then I'm like, yeah, right. But it's a scary thing because mm-hmm. he's their best player. Right, and now you have a team that is being led by a 47-year-old Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> who can <laughs> who can get, I mean, knock on wood, I don't wish injury on Chris Paul at all, but, you know, when it, it, it's no telling if he's going to make it through this series, not healthy. Yeah, he, and, and then he can't score 19 points in the fourth quarter every game. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't, I'm just saying, so. If the Pelicans make it out this, I'm just saying just based on the, the, the consistency and, you know, the analytics. If the Pelicans make it out of this first round, what does that say about Zion Williamson's future in New Orleans? Because if I'm Zion, you better hope they don't win this first round. Because if not, then all that, all, all your little news coverage, you know, all this Zion-centric, all this Zion-centric. <laughs> Right now, he's making money getting big. And, you know, sometimes you have to just step away. <clears throat> you have to get right. You have to get your mind right. You have to get your body right. This is a this is a privilege, you know. To, not everybody gets this opportunity to be in the league. And for us to have to see that brother who was so talented. Remember, we marveled over him at Duke. I, I thought he was... He was a box office attraction, like my man Stephen A. said. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought the same thing. It's like, man, this guy's gonna take over in about the next five or six years or so. Um, we ain't never seen a guy like 280. You know, LeBron's 270, but at 280, 290, dunk the ball like he do <sighs> and attack the post like he can. We ain't never seen anything like that. But we ain't never seen anything like that still, cause you ain't been out there. Ain't been, he only played about 78 games in three years. Yeah. Yes. Yep, because he can't. Because when he was uh, when he was rehabbing, he was eating. Exactly. Yeah. But Odin, the problem with Odin was that his knees were degenerate. Degenerating. Yeah, they were degenerating. And his feet too. His his feet too. His knees and his feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that just that was just bad luck. And when healthy and active. His weight was an issue. Like you, people were concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, oh, people talking about what well, does I go to the Lakers? No, we don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He carrying himself somewhere else. He, 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 he needs to figure out. He went, you know, went to Burger King. Lakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lakers. I think the Lakers need somebody who can who can move the ball. You got enough post players. You need you need people yeah. on the outside. Yeah. But, you know that's been the argument we've all had. He's not. He's not. He's not a efficient enough shooter to have off the ball. He can't yeah. shoot the ball well enough. That's a big problem as it is right now. You know, so it's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot going on. Um, and you know, let's look at Dallas. You know, we like Luca. I think Luca's a superstar to a certain degree. I say to a certain degree because is he gonna get out the first round? When when is he gonna take the when when is Luca gonna take that step? 
Who connected with, with with that big game winner? Ali you dunk. Ali you dunk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Luca returned for that game. Yeah. Yeah. That that right there should have been three one Dallas. So when it's it's a lot of it's a lot of first steps that need to be taken. You know, um can Conti Towns lead his team to the second round? Can Luca lead his team to the second round? Because, you know, he, he he's that's the thing, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Butter, I mean, do I want to psych a hypocrite? Because I'm sitting there, now, oh, man, I don't know if Jimmy Butler is a superstar, man. Jimmy Butler's like, I've only been to the finals. I've, I've, I've been to the finals within the last 24 months. Yeah. I've led teams to the playoffs. I've I've been involved in epic series dating back to him and Derrick Rose against LeBron James in, um, in, in, in the Phoenix. I mean, not LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers versus um, the Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler-led Chicago Bulls were um, – who was the coach that the Cleveland had that called that crazy – that Ty Lue stopped from calling that crazy timeout that could have lost them the series. He was used to coaching Israel. He's oh, a Ty Lue. Uh, we, we forgot his name already. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine. De- uh, uh, nah. I, I, I want to say David Blaine, but that's somebody else. That's, yeah, that's Either or, that guy who was pretty much lost to a certain degree, almost Chris Webber the whole, who almost Chris Webber the series, but Jimmy Butler has been involved in battles. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yes. Jimmy Butler was actually a Kawhi Leonard miracle bounce away from leading the Philadelphia 76ers to a potential title. He's put in a lot of work, but yet and still, we haven't quite given – we haven't quite given Jimmy Butler his due, but yet and still we want to give Luka Doncic. We, we, we consider Luka Doncic. His name is David Blatt. David Blatt. Blatt. Yeah, we call him Blaine. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me about that, David. We didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but Jimmy Butler is putting a lot of work, but what has Luka done? I'm talking about when it, in, in the playoffs is where superstars are made. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Trey Young made his mark last year. Now he's trying to get it done this year without really a reliable second fiddle. Do we call Trey Young a superstar? He's done a lot. He's did a, yeah, I think you can call him a superstar because he got he brought the Hawks to the ECL, uh, the ECF, pretty much by himself. I agree with that because you have, yeah, exactly what John said. By himself, he doesn't have the team like Giannis has or like uh, Jimmy Butler has. Jimmy Butler has, right? He doesn't have. He doesn't have that. Got a bunch of great shooters. He's got a bunch of role players, got really. A bunch of role players, yeah, yeah. But if I've, I've always said this, if Trey Young had another superstar with him, because uh, listen, let's face it, this is not the '90s where all you needed was Michael, and you needed a great wingman and Scotty mm-hmm. and the rest of the role players. This isn't uh, the likes of um, the Celtics where we knew it was Bird, but we had yep. right wing players like McHale and Parrish. Yep. This isn't like the Lakers or the Pistons even. Let's go with the Pistons. Isaiah. But he had a bunch of tough guys around him. He had Dumars he can get it out to. He had a defensive wizard and a rebounder, probably the greatest rebounder I've ever seen in Dennis Rodman. He had that and he had... Lambeer who could beat the crap work. out of people. Dirty work. Who looked for a fight every single night. And... 
Rick Mahorn. Yeah, he had McGuire. You had McGuire. And then earlier you had Dantley, but they, Adrian Dantley. they traded Dantley for Mark McGuire. Yeah. yeah. So, and it just turned everything around. Yeah, a lot. Of, that's, real, that's a real legendary team right there we're talking about. We're talking about they were actually close to doing a three-peat. They were. They were. Until, yeah. remember Isaiah had that incredible game six where he went down. He had 25 points in the third quarter, but he had an ankle injury. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. couldn't go for game seven. Hindered him. And the Lakers put him away in seven at four. Yep, yep. So four. A little bit of bet, a little bit of you getting. Everybody was listening. You're getting a little um, last three guys to know their history. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Some sports. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. John Morgan, Daniel Bolton were talking about the NBA playoffs, going through a little history, saying exactly what the Atlanta Hawks need to become an elite team, and I think we all agree they need another superstar. And I think I don't know what Atlanta's cap situation looks like. I don't know what they can afford, who they can afford to bring in. Uh, but I think it's obvious they need to bring somebody. They need to bring some top line in. But that superstar associate John Collins, he's supposed to be yeah, Trey Young's sidekick. That's right. They get, he got superstar money. And he's not, be, he's not acting like one. He's not performing like one. I mean, because he's he shown so much promise last year. He did. I mean, he had the whole Joel Embiid incident. Where he, you know, Joel Embiid kind of put him on the ground and everything like that, put his hands out on him like that, and and John Collins didn't respond with words, but with catching an alley-oop on top of Joel Embiid's head. <laughs> Absolutely. And making a shirt out of it and wearing it in the press conference. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, sir. That's really, boy, but, that really showed him up. Yeah, but this year in the playoffs, this year, we're not, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to need to see some production out this man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm calling John Collins out. Okay. Can I get a twenty? Can I get a twenty and ten game? Yes. Because I'm saying that John Collins and one thing about John Collins and Trey Young. Trey Young, in my opinion, is arguably the best point guard. Even though he's only put together less than uh, he, he's put together what less than a five year body of work. Yeah. But I'm calling John, I'm calling Trey Young the best point guard that Atlanta Hawks ever had. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I'm looking at John Collins. I believe that John Collins is better than Smooth. Is he better than Kevin Willis? Uh, <laughs> he's Once again, we're getting, we're getting uh, the last three guys to do some history again. Yeah, man. Listen, Kevin Willis, what, what made Kevin Willis actually special was Dominique Wilkins. That was that, was that there, right? I think that he became the ultimate enforcer, you know, the, the ultimate backbone. Right, the Charles Oakley the, the, of Oakley the Hawks. Was, yeah, the Oakley of the Hawks, and that's what made him. That's why I don't know if I can put Collins. Oh, Kevin see. Willis. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. Look, Kevin Willis, is he's not a Hall of Fame-esque player, but what he meant to the Hawks. Those intangibles. Time, those intangibles is what would get him. Collins proved that for one season. Now you got this money, man, and you have to prove because everybody was vouching. You can't let this guy go. Right. Because you won't get 20, back to where you were last year. 20 and 10. Yeah. Yep. You, you can't let him go. So he served his money. But now you got to live up to it. Just because you deserve it doesn't mean you can't live up to it. Because now we're talking about Trey Young having a bunch of role players. And hold on. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. John Collins ain't getting role player money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting key contributor money. 
So that's what John. That's what we're looking for this game, man. John is going to be the big reason because people are looking at well, well, it's Clint Capella's the missing link. No, <laughs> John Collins is still playing. Everybody. Well, the Hawks have a 13 to 12 lead over the Heat with 6:37 remaining, and DeAndre Hunter actually has just gone nuts. 16 to 12, Hunter already with 11. He's th he's four of four from the floor, three of three from outside. <laughs> no. He's, even in the playing games, I can hear his name. But yeah, he's a guy. He's another guy. You know, I mean, they they brought together this team. They they have a team. Like when they first, uh, when they put in Gallinari and Bogdanovich, when you bring those guys in, it was almost like okay, Atlanta is a, a fourth seed at best. And those are solid role players. Exactly. John Collins ain't supposed to be a role player. We're not supposed to be talking like. Trey Young, like what John said, was an interesting statement. It's Trey Young with a lot of role players. Like, whoa. Well, John Collins is playing like a role player. There it is. Yeah. That's mean, the problem. Yeah. Young's got. Young's got three, and Capella's got two. But yeah, 11, six, 11 points for DeAndre Hunter in the early going. Uh, Butler with four to lead the Heat. Hold on, what channel is the game TNT. on? TNT's got the game. Thank you. And there's going to be some games Monday and Tuesday that are not going to have any national uh, national broadcast exposure. Wow. The NBA is slipping. The NBA is slipping. And speaking of this, now we know how the NBA has always owned Christmas, right? Correct. Not this year. The NFL, Sunday, Christmas Day is a Sunday. The NFL is going to give you a triple header to, to go against the NBA on Christmas. Yep. Fox is getting a game, CBS will get a game, NBC will get a game. And they'll be all against the NBA on their on those normal five games. And guess what? NBA's gonna get creamed. Yep. The NBA's gonna get hammered. And it ain't no kind of significant game that you can put on. You can put the net you can put Brooklyn and LA on. Yep. And that still won't do it. And yeah, and it's in those time slots where they wanna put them on. Because Normally, the 5 o'clock game and the 8 o'clock game are the big games. Yeah. But guess who's going to have that game? Probably Fox. I think. Well, NBC's getting the, the night game. They're going to get the 8 o'clock the game. game. They're going to get the 8 o'clock game. Yep. And you can bet that they're going to give them a marquee matchup for those. Exactly. Now, of course, it's not – it is, but it isn't. The broadcasters – they would make up for it, of course. I don't. I don't know if Al's going to be. Al is. Al is the Amazon guy, on, thir Amazon guy on Thursday night. And I think Kirk Herbstreit is joining. Him yes, he is. For, for that one. So that means Tariko and Collinsworth will be the NBC. Yep, Tariko. They've there. already named Tariko to take over that. Yeah. They've and been grooming Tariko to do it. Fox. That's going to be the question. Well, fo uh, who is it? It's uh, it's Burkhart, isn't it? Yeah, Burkhart. Yeah, Burkhart's going to be the number one team. Of course. of course, they're going to be probably number one overall. But yep. Monday nights, you get Joe Buck and Troy Aiken. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but on ESPN. 
Yeah. The NBA's going to get cream, like you said. <laughs> and it ain't going to be close. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, man. Yeah. That, that's tough. That's yeah. tough on them, man. That, that's really tough. That lets you know there's no friends when it comes to this thing. No. 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 My goodness. It's just a quirk of the schedule that the Christmas Day is going to fall on a Sunday, and NBC and the NFL is like, okay, this is our opportunity. We're gonna, we're gonna, we've got these big boots. We're gonna smash people around. We're gonna step on people. Yeah, I and think a majority of the games are taking place on Saturday, and the NFL and Sunday will or Monday will have Monday Night Football, but three games on that Sunday. Yeah, I think a, a huge highlight of next year will be LeBron potentially breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record barring injury. Yes. That's going to be a big selling point for NBA next year. He could, And if somehow he could ration those points, on, if he could break that on Christmas Day, that's the only way that the NBA will go off in. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. That's mm-hmm. the only way because everybody will tune in to watch history. Um, nobody born past, what, 84? 85, whenever he set the mark, would even remember anybody breaking the all-time scoring record. Right. So that that would be, <coughs> that would be something to see. But you know what's interesting? How many points does he need? He needs um just uh, roughly, I think, a little bit over a thousand. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't. Well, I don't see him breaking the record by Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe Christmas. Maybe Christmas Day 2020, uh, 2023, But you know. You know what's interesting is the fact that the same energy that Will Chamberlain gave Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and credit, and I mean, and Will Chamberlain gave gave scathing criticism of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm talking about his lack of rebounding. You know, he said that his longevity was due to his lack of physicality. It's the same crap that now, and and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar responds to Will Chamberlain in a very, you know, detailed letter expressing his um i would say his disdain towards will right of course they got over that he got over that he got older right Uh but if you notice that now kareem is now playing the role of the grumpy old man towards lebron james criticizing him at every turn and i mean and and mark and things have nothing to do with basketball to the point where it's become obvious kareem had to apologize and even now, even Michael Jordan is starting to embrace LeBron James. You know, he's Le, Michael Jordan has come has has went public, stating that he is a fan of LeBron James. That is huge. But if if LeBron can possibly, you know, if he could possibly hold off that record breaking until around the Christmas time, that'll be huge for NBA. And that's like I said, that's the only way. That people will not be watching NFL on Christmas because if that's the case, you know, it's, it's well. I mean, like if he's a thousand points away, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're asking him to. The Christmas game is what normally game number twenty, fifteen. Yeah, he's not going to break it by that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're asking, so you're asking him to score fifty points a game for two months, <laughs> so that's so maybe a more realistic goal for him is sometime in March or maybe eight, or maybe late February for, for him to hit it. And then you're just kind of playing around with the schedule, saying, okay, where can, where can we – where do we want to do it? Another thing, will LeBron play along with that? It's like, okay, we need you – we want you to – we want you to break the record here Sunday night. 
if the right. NBA was smart, they put a Laker game on Super Bowl Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. Do it at seven. Yeah, that's that's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah, they'd have to be Lakers and uh, whoever wins. Yeah, right. Whoever whoever's the NBA champion. Yeah, yeah, right. But, yeah. You know, and say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna try to get it at this point. <laughs> it's 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 no it's like it's no good for the NBA overall that another team is horrible. That I don't know where this is gonna go next year is the Brooklyn situation. I mean, it's that, that's no good for anybody because they they were actually supposed to make out the East with ease. Then James Harden goes goes Benedict Arnold going to Brooklyn. Yeah, and then Harden decides he wants out. Right. That's, he did that stuff. He's like the only player that did that. He did it twice this year. Started yeah, off calendar year, yeah. And, of course, Kyrie with his old virus issues. I got one for you real fast, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Before we get in, because we, we've we've just completely just we, we treated Boston like we treated Phoenix Suns yeah. today. Yeah. We completely disrespect these guys. Is this is this series more about Brooklyn losing or more about Boston just being a better team and winning? Sadly, it's about Brooklyn losing. Yes, it's about and, Brooklyn and, and put laying an egg. It shouldn't be that way because Boston is actually winning this series handily. And, handily, they they are clearly the better basketball team. They're more physical they have more guys that have created opportunities for each other yet alone themselves tatum is the leader but jalen brown can get his marcus smart is the defensive player of the year first guard since gary payton to get that uh distinction right and yet we're sitting around and we're and everybody's talking about the disappointment in, in brooklyn but but boston even if they had Ben Simmons in there, they I think they could they were still the better team than the Brooklyn Nets. I, I think so. Yeah. And, and look, we, we talk about Phoenix. Look, Phoenix don't have Devin Booker. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now uh, another team that we failed to mention, the defending NBA champion, the Milwaukee Bucks. But here's the thing about them. Chicago at some point it fell apart for them at the beginning of the year. They were the number one seed at, at one point, like in March. Yeah, they, they don't have their point guard. Apart. They don't have their point guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got Lonzo's hurt, yeah, Lonzo's unfortunately. Yeah, has been out for a while and hasn't came back. So they're on the verge of having a gentleman sweep happen to them. So. Yeah, lost by 24 today. So it looks like the Bucks are going to cruise in that particular series. And without without Chris Middleton, that's the thing. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't think that the Bucks – would be able to make it out this series because of no Chris Middleton. But then again, remember, the Bucks made out the series with the Hawks without a Giannis, led by Chris Middleton. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm, and I believe well, he has a sprained knee or something like that, or? Who's that? Chris Middleton? Yeah, it's a sprained knee. So, can he potentially return? I mean, these guys aren't superhumans. I mean, for us right. regular people, a sprained knee is going to have me out for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they don't have Middleton for the Boston series, they're cooked. Yeah, they're cooked. I believe that if they encounter Boston, which more than likely that's what's going to happen. Um, 
that right there guarantee. I, I believe that Philly is strong enough to beat Miami because they don't have any wife for Embiid. I believe that Joel Embiid will have the largest season of his career with winning the scoring title, the first center since Shaq to do so. Yep. And which right, which will translate into him potentially winning the NBA Finals this year. I, I don't think anybody in the West is remotely, with the exception of maybe Golden State. I'm right. I'm having my doubts about Memphis right now. I, I Memphis is my pick to make out the West and represent the NBA and um and represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. Maybe I've been caught up in the wave, um, but the reason why I'm questioning that pick right now is because John Moran is looking like a defense liability, and if they somehow make it out the Minnesota series, if they play Golden State, who is he going to guard? Right. That's a question. And it's to the point now they are green lighting him. To the I'm, I'm saying that anywhere he's on the floor, the ball is to follow him. Yeah. And when you got a person like Patrick Beverly, who is not really known for his offensive proudness, taunting him, saying that he is too little, that is not a good look. And he's supposed to be a, an aspiring superstar. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I want. I, I want. If I'm, if I'm in, a, including a dark alley at night. <laughs> you want Patrick Beverly? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You're calling Beverly to come with you. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm in, if I'm in a in an area, like let's say I'm somewhere in Dade County, yeah. somewhere in East LA, somewhere. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's who you bring because he's got credentials. Absolutely. Well, we only got about five more minutes as the uh, Heat now have a lead on the Hawks. Three points, it looks like. John John Collins finally got on the board with a three-pointer of his own, so it's 22-19 late in the first quarter. NFL draft in our last five minutes. That starts on Thursday. Uh, I don't know. Really, nothing has changed in the NFL since we last talked, so it seems like everything is going the way we thought it. We, you know, Nothing has really changed our minds about anything. Um, it looks like Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to be your number one pick. I think he's the best player there. Um, and it's just a matter of what the Falcons are going to do with their, eights, with their eighth pick. There are seven teams that do not have a first-round pick. The Rams are uh, allergic to a first-round pick. They got rid of theirs. They, they, they traded their first picks to get... Players that can help them win now, Jared Goff, uh, Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff, and that apparently worked in their favor. They got it. So with us going in that draft, what do you think the Hawks, uh, not the Hawks, the Falcons are going to do with that eighth, with that eighth slot? They yeah, there's there really isn't there really isn't a knock your sock off quarterback this right. draft. I mean, Kenny Pickett might be the best talent overall in, in terms of the quarterback position, but you still have the likes of Malik Willis, who uh, in some mock draft they have him going high right. in the first round, but they also have him going second round too. So I I think Atlanta, I think he may fall to Atlanta in the second round, and we may end up getting him. But if we don't get him, Corral will be there. Um, Atlanta just needs too much. 
Yeah, That's their needs. The yeah, their needs are so vast. I'm looking at them at a mock draft now, and they're saying that uh, they need they, that someone has them. Who is this mock draft? This is uh, looks like Cody Bishop's mock draft. So yeah, um, everyone's got a mock draft. Yeah, mock draft four, mock draft, draft five. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's actually an interesting pick. I like that pick as well. Um, so, man, it's just it's They, just they just need so much. They need so much. And it just looks, I mean, just it's amazing how the narrative changes so quickly. I mean, here before Tom Brady uh, came back, before Matt Ryan was traded, we were like, hey, you know, the Falcons could make some noise in this division. They could get away with They could get the victory. They could get into the playoffs now. It's just completely 180. We're like, okay, this is a lost season. Yep. Uh, this is a lost season as we look to rebuild, and we just have to figure out, are we going to rebuild through the draft or are we going to rebuild through free agency? And every time we re try to rebuild through free agency, we get more misses than hits. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack with the Falcons. Because I'm looking at um, do. We really think they're going to go with Marcus Mariota like that this year? Well, he's got they, the job. Whether or not he'll be grooming somebody, that's right. that's the question. If any, like, you know. They got him for a two-year contract. They got him on the cheap. Um, they're, they're, it's not really hurting them a lot cap space. Because that's, that, I mean, they also had these huge deals for Matt Ryan that were basically an albatross cap-wise. That's just cr and it's now just they have to extricate themselves from that, and that's part of that's. I mean, that's part of the problem. You hit on a draft pick, he becomes a superstar. You got to pay to get him to keep him, and then it constrains your cap space to do other things. It's just crazy. I mean, I know our last. I know last week I was one of the people like you know, hey, Matt Ryan's gone. It is what it is. But just to think a season without Matt Ryan as the quarterback of the Falcons is like it's like real. It's awkward. Yes, it's a little awkward right now. You know, and I know it's going to be awkward for the fan base next year when you see Marcus Mariota take uh, under center mm -hmm. in week three. Now, check this out. In this same mock draft, uh, there's a mock trade that Atlanta makes <laughs> with Cincinnati. And Who do we? they pick Kenny Pickett. Atlanta uh, picks Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Okay. We, Pickett. So we, we, we trade down. Is no, that, no, no. We keep our first round. Oh, we, we trade in. Oh, we trade for Kenny Pick. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, so okay I see. Cincinnati that. loses their first round. Okay, so we take that pick from Cincinnati. Well, yeah. Who does Cincinnati get? Uh, Do they get our second? They probably get our second. Okay. Well, that. Well, that. Well, that won't imply that's the people that Cincinnati want that they're still going to be there later on in the draft. But. Who do you think you guys are going to The Chargers. Uh, where, where, where are we leaking at? What are they doing? They the Chargers now, right? Yeah, uh, the Chargers. Yeah, uh, we're. What are the Chargers' biggest needs? I think they're fine on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of we're not really leaking anywhere. You need to execute something. So in that case, you go best play, BPA. Yeah, best player available. Yeah, I'm. I know the question. I'm wondering. You know, you sent a you sent a text message. I, I didn't get a chance to respond to this week. But the Debo Samuel, he's he's going tight. He's going all mercenary. Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco. And he, he stated he's, he doesn't want to be used as a running back, but yet and still his strength is he has running back size with receiver hands. He's like a Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Yeah. And, yeah, and someone said this is the one time you see where a player says, I want less touches. Cordell Stewart. <laughs> like Cordell Stewart. Yeah. 
For, for, Stewart did say that, right? Yeah, I, yeah. This is the one time where people were saying like, "I want less touches." No one ever says that, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Debo is the one that'll say it. Yeah, yeah because he doesn't want to go out like you know. Derrick Henry's starting to get hurt. Yeah, because you know they're they're pretty much you know what was Tennessee? This is, Ray said, "Hi, hand Derrick Henry, hand Derrick Henry, hand Derrick Henry," which is something you haven't seen since the Lions in the late eighties. Right. Barry and left, Barry right, Barry center. And that's why Barry ended up leaving. <laughs> yes. You know that, the mean? fact like, that the, the – Right. In yes. his prime. Matthew Stafford. Uh, not Matthew Stafford, Megatron. Cal, uh, right. Johnson. So it's like he's, he's sitting like, okay, if you guys are not going to give me running back money, I don't want my running back touches. Mm-hmm. You guys are just about to just use me up like that. But I was like, wondering, like, why would they break up such a good thing? Because he's like, shoot, they're not paying me everything to be doing everything. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, hey, going forward, I want to be used as a slot receiver who's essentially a running back catching the ball, which can be huge. But I don't want those touches. So people are wondering, like, okay, let's, let, you think Jerry Jones will go off and break the bank for him? No, no, they already have. I think the Dallas is pretty much – Dallas, like um, the Chargers, I think they kind of have all the necessary pieces. They just need to execute. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, at this point. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for this edition of Last Three Guys Do a Podcast. Before we go, uh, 103 days until the start of the Georgia high school football season, our first broadcast. That will be August 5th over at Wesleyan High School, Pace Academy Knights at the, at the Wesleyan Wolves, and that will be a scrimmage matchup. Our first real game will be two weeks later over at Holy Innocence. That's going to be a 5 o'clock game on the NFHS Network, and we'll, of course, Plenty of time to tout that matchup. The Reinhardt football schedule, that also has been released. August 25th is when things get started. We'll be in Montgomery, Alabama for that game with Faulkner. So I'm John Morgo for... It was good seeing y'all, by the way. Absolutely. Yes, it it's been is. a while. It's been, yeah. been a while. Bolton, Leon Brown. Appreciate you joining us. And again, this episode will drop on Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So appreciate your all support, and we'll be back with you next week here on The Last Three Guys Do a Podcast. <laughs>